You're listening to K&J Recaps. To K and J recaps, we are here recapping Westworld season two, episode ten, The Passenger. I am Jess. I am Kim. Kim, so a nice, happy, straightforward uh, episode <laughs> of Westworld. I remember when I two. said that it would there would probably be no questions because it's a finale, <laughs> so it's just going to answer everything for us. I was so right. I was right about everything this whole season. <laughs> I sent Kim this link uh, to my favorite Reddit th- thread, which is basically just like everybody who had a theory, you're right, because <laughs> all of the theories are correct. Oh, anyway, clearly we have to talk, Kim. I think that you probably sorted through it better than I did, but I was just like, what is I going on? I don't know. And so, like, just fair warning, I watched only one time, as you guys know, if you listened to last week's episode, that I'm traveling this week. So, unfortunately, we had a couple of logistical issues, so I was only able to watch it the one time. So, if I, I miss anything, point that out you guys to everybody. let me know. Yeah, yes. Kim <laughs> chose to see Croatia over watching Westworld twice, so we can all see where her loyalties lie now. But I but... did watch... I watched the episode five minutes before we recorded. So on the one hand, it's very fresh in my mind. On the other hand, I have no time to sort of mull it over, though I don't know what I would have come up with anyway. (laughs) And I think that I texted you like four separate times to be like, there's there's something after the credits. Because all I saw last night when watching live was everybody on Reddit did not watch through the credits and so everybody was like talking about this like mind-blowing scene at the end and half of the people like had no idea that it had even aired um anyway so I was like make sure you watch past the credits <laughs> do not just shove it off so if you're listening to this and you're like what do you mean make sure you've watched past the credits go watch past the credits uh yes. right now because right now immediately we are going to talk about it uh, well, we have reached the end. Kim, I'm going to do probably our quick recap because there is lots for us to talk about and discuss uh, to see kind of if we got where we thought we were going to get, where we think things might be heading, what the hell we think happened. Uh, if <laughs> Sounds that's, good. If that's good. Um, so Maeve has her escape from the Mesa with her running of the bulls style that we had uh, predicted that was came in the preview from the, from this season. She rejoins with her crew. Sizemore commits suicide to save them. I think needlessly, but I, I admire agree. his bravery. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he just talk to them while they they rode away on horses? Anyway, I know. Um, she rejoins with the hosts who are entering through the door with a Kichita, but instead of going with her daughter, she lets her daughter pass through with the replacement Maeve um, host, and she is gunned down, pearl intact, question mark, uh, ultimately left on the beach with everyone else, uh, and an alive Felix and Sylvester. Uh, I really am just like high level recapping this because I think there's a billion questions in what I just said. But anyway, uh, (laughs) we can't spend the whole hour recapping, recapping, uh, Bernard and Dolores, even more question marks. They find the men in black. Uh, they meet up all three of them to enter the forge. Of course, the men in black ends up outside of it. Um, Bernard and Dolores tour the forge and there's a lot of exposition by the AI who is characterized as Logan. Um, When Dolores threatens to destroy the Eden Valley Beyond place because it's a gilded cage, Bernard shoots her in the head. 
He is taken back to the Mesa where he ultimately sees Hale shoot Elsie. He calls on Ford for help, who appears. Uh, they end up building a host Hale with Dolores's pearl in it, who kills Hale, who is being called Haloris on uh, Reddit, which I'm stealing. Yes. Um, he intentionally scrambles his own brain, which is why we've seen him confused in those later scenes uh, throughout the season. And ultimately, Haloris leaves the beach with five, possibly six pearls in her purse after an interesting conversation with Stubbs. There's a lot more that happened than that, but, um, and the man in black, of course, is left injured when his gun backfires, uh, because of Dolores, he spends the episode lying outside of the forge, uh, ultimately making his way in and down the elevator. Uh, we do see at the end scene on the beach, he's been found as in, in rough shape, but is alive. And of course that post credit scene, he appears to be back in the forge, possibly, or some other location many years later, which has been confirmed by Lisa Joy in an interview. And he is greeted by Emily or some form of Emily and is put through the fidelity test. So that's the episode. Pretty straightforward. Um, <laughs> I mean, there isn't even anything for us to talk about. Let's end what should here. we discuss? <laughs> yeah. I, my first question should just be, what do you think happened? Um, okay, so don't really know where to start but why don't i start with just in general you know can we spend a lot of this season talking about things that were happening in the forge versus things that were happening in reality the fact that we're seeing maybe things being worked out we couldn't really trust which world we were in do you feel that that's still the case do you think we got any more answers on that like or do you think that that we were out in left field on that like what are your thoughts after this episode no, I definitely think that it's still the case. And I okay. think that we might see some of it materialize in season three or future season. Like, right. we, we got very little Man in Black in this episode and very little Man in Black resolution. And so I think that that story is continuing. Whereas in, you know, some cases, I think that we got a little bit of a wrap-up or potential wrap-up for some of the other characters. The like Man Sizemore. in Black feels... That's right. <laughs> like, the Man <laughs> in Black feels really unresolved to me. And and so I do think that we were introduced to the the um, possibility of like the system or the forge, like pulling memories out of Jim Delos's head and then, you know, using that within the forge to get a better understanding of who he is as a um, as a man, as a consciousness, etc. Like that really made me think of the discussion that we had last week about Juliet's suicide and the potential that that is replaying as we thought. Um, and then like the question about whether or not will the outcome ever be different or is she going to commit suicide every time? I mean, like, is that potentially kind of like the equivalent to the interaction between Delos and Logan uh, right. in terms of like a keystone memory or whatever. Um, but I think that we were wrong on some things. I mean, obviously a lot of the things that I was thinking took place in the forge did not. It looks like the man in black did in fact murder his daughter. I know. I yeah. Know. Yeah. Like things um, are almost a bit more straightforward than we thought in some cases, you know what yes. I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I think that there is some merit there, and yet it it was, I think, a little simpler than than maybe like <laughs> I, I was thinking. You never go simple with Westworld in the theorizing. It's very rare that they deliver something that is 
more simple. <laughs> well, and okay, so like if we were going to, you know, do the whole uh, deep into the well here thing, like maybe I'm overanalyzing. But I did really actually like this idea that what we learned in the massive exposition section of this episode, which is when they're actually in the forge itself, that ultimately part of the error in recreating humans, especially at the start, was trying to think of them as overcomplicated when actually they're quite simplistic. So maybe that is either a red herring or a nod to this idea of like, oh, we think the men in black, you know, especially because it is around that character who – I think is definitely human at some point in what we've been seeing of him, but I don't know if it is in everyone, you know? Um, And so it's like, did that just end simply to make that point? Is there just, I agree with you completely. We're going to spill into season three. There's a lot of answers. Unlike season one, which almost was a neat little package and could have ended. I feel that less so about season two. You know what I mean? Like the bleed into season three, I find much more prevalent. Yes. Um, and at the same time, season. I do kind of feel like the storylines that we're seeing in season one and two are pretty much done. You right. Know? So I, know I yeah. yeah. So I, I have questions about whether or not, uh, like we know that the post credit scene takes place in some far future with the man in black having this fidelity test with the Emily host or you know, some representation of Emily. So is season three going to be in that far future or are we going to see different timelines? I mean, Westworld loves timelines (laughs) (laughs) Um, where we're seeing, you know, the Dolores Bernard closer to present day out in the real world. And then man of black is in the far future or in the forge or whatever, Um, you know, but one way or another, I think that we are kind of done with, the parks for the most part uh for the time being like i don't think it's going to have the same level of uh containment that we've had in season one and season two it's busted out now into the real world and so i think that it's going to be it's going to get much bigger and then at the same time i really feel feel like there is a big opportunity where they're going to be introducing new characters i think there's going to be some key players who might not come back um we might be able to continue with a given character in an entirely new body, new actor playing it. So there's all kinds of possibilities that aren't resolved. So like, I agree, it's not quite as tied up. And yet what we've seen thus far, I think is kind of told its, uh, its full story. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see because, you know, so they took two weeks to tell 10 episodes to tell this two week story. We know that Felix and Sylvester have been charged at the end with, you know, they want to repurpose whatever hosts they can save that aren't too mangled up. Of course, there's that, you know, look at Maeve and her crew who you, you have to imagine are probably going to make some kind of um, comeback. Like I can see a, one more season of like dealing with, you know, what might be the implosion of the Delos Corporation. Yeah. Um, from a perspective of like it always amazes me like in the Jurassic World the first movie that like everybody didn't get off the island and just get arrested because it's like <laughs> how did you not just like responsible well you let dinosaurs of... free on the earth so right. we're gonna have to put you away <laughs> gross negligence resulting in human massive human loss of life yeah. like that clearly happened in these two weeks too like are we in some sort of future where there's like no public inquiry if a whole bunch of people just suddenly go missing well, and like I, I think that we're in a future that is like post-apocalyptic right where the well, that will be very interesting too i agree yes. like it's what because does, yeah ultimately i believe what happened is that dolores released 
the the AI, the whole system out into the real world. The representation of Logan, that like that that system, mm-hmm. I think, is out in the real world world and no longer contained on servers. And so ultimately, when you know, uh, when I guess it was Bernard who said, like, I killed you all. I don't think that he was specifically speaking about Dolores in Hale's body killing just those five people in the room. I think that he has killed the human species by releasing this uh, intelligence, this like, you know, host like mind hive out into the real world. And so I think that it's going to be like apocalyptic. Is that, is that, what are you thinking? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, like, I see, so I thought of that in the post-Man in Black scene. Like, I was like, okay, this is, yes. like, way in the future, and one side has won, you know? Like, yeah. uh, but I feel like for season three, especially the fact that Dolores brought back Bernard and the speech she gives at the end where she's like, it's going to take time, and both of us might end up dead, like, it's it's just setting up the start of that. So, I like, agree. Okay, yeah, yeah, so that so that's where I I have my question. Like, what are we going to see? Are we going to see like sure. the fallout, the aftermath, or are we going to see it leading up to what it looks like is going to be that eventuality? Whether or not the hosts win, ultimately, it looks as if the world is not what it was at the time of the parks when the man in black in the far future is himself, sort of like a tested consciousness. It, and know, I just so- want to. Sorry, I just want to jump in there really quick. If anybody, I mentioned it in the recap too, but if anybody is wondering why we're so confident that the Man in Black recap scene is set in the far future, it's literally because Lisa Joy, one of the co-creators, released an interview where she said it's in the far, far future. Like she said it like super definitively, um, I think, to help us out. So we're not just interpreting the fact that it looks all decrepit and, you know, uh, abandoned for years. It It is also a statement that we're expected to understand that that scene is and i think i mean unless they're really going to start shitting on us like what they say in interviews should be taken at face value uh what everything yes. said it in the show no but if they right. say it afterwards <laughs> i'm willing to take that at face value yeah i agree yeah. for sure but yeah okay so um do, do you think that let's just say that season three is picking up with Bernard and Dolores out in the real world and let's set aside the man in black stuff for a minute. Okay. I mean, maybe there isn't even, you know, going to be much man in black stuff in season three. I don't know. Like maybe it, the focus I is can't on imagine the near that. present. I yeah, think there I has so to be, yeah. you know, so like I think that I was I am thrilled to see Ed Harris back for another season. I'm guessing like I'm literally just guessing that. But the fact that he didn't get much wrap up and the fact that he survived on the beach means I think we're going to get him again. And I think that yeah. that means that season three might revolve more around. So, you know, he is the head of Delos. If we're going to see I some aftermath play out, what is his role going to be in that? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah, that's true. I am inclined to agree. I do think that there is the potential that like a jump. Uh, yes, that there that yeah. there may be that there may be a jump between his story and the Dolores and Bernard story. Um, I like side note. I do feel like there is real potential that Maeve would not be back. I really feel like that storyline was brought to kind of a natural conclusion, but they left that open, of course, with Felix and Sylvester. So I don't know. I do think that there's the potential of kind of like a, sh- a shakeup in casting and whatnot. But like you're <laughs> right, the Man in Black it definitely did not get much resolution. But like okay, well, so like. Everybody got shot. So from that perspective, (laughs) it really really could just be Hale as Dolores uh, who survives. But it just seems like they're likely going to 
give us I mean, I don't know what the long run for Westworld is. You know, are they trying yeah. to make this? I mean, we certainly they're trying to they're going to try and fill a gap from Game of Thrones from HBO's programming perspective. They're trying to make this a big deal. Yeah. Um, so does that mean it has a seven or eight season lifespan? In which case, I think they will slow it down, <laughs> like continue right. to move us through at two week increments because like, I don't know. I can see how the story could be told that way. But I also see yeah. totally, Kim, your point um, as well. But Okay, so let's let's talk about Bernard and Dolores in the real world for for like season re, season three potentially. So sure, is Dolores in Dolores's body now? Like yes. Yeah. So it, my belief yeah. is that okay. So Hail Loris escapes, aka Hail host body Dolores Pearl, yeah. goes to Arnold's real house in the real world which ford set up for them with this intention including a host printer she has the five pearls one of which i believe is bernard that she took from after she shot him and she promptly prints her own body (laughs) because clearly she misses it and i think puts herself back in her own body like, I agree. Okay, that's okay. how I read it as well. That she is no longer in Hale's body. So presumably, then that's the um, that's the end of Hale. Uh, no, well, no, because I think Hale is extremely okay. So say we are going to talk about a Delos, you know, like aftermath story. Hale is an incredibly valuable character in the sense of what we've talked about, which is like you know hosts portraying themselves as real people. Charlotte Hale is now real dead. But no one knows that, assuming they got rid so you, of her you body. You think Dolores will continue to use her body in the efforts to kind of take over the world? I think she put one of those pearls in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know who. There's speculation it could be Ford. That's intense. Like, I don't think it is. But, like, um, but someone, I think, is going to be in Hale's body and using that as an opportunity to be inside the power grab of Delos. You know what I mean? Like even, even when Hale says it herself to Elsie, like look around, there's, there's a lot of room for uh, what she's saying, like forward movement, like promotion essentially. Right. Yeah. Before she shoots Elsie, like, right. it's like almost everyone's dead. So in terms of like, you know, as long as it doesn't like land at your feet, she could become an incredibly powerful player Very in true. a massive organization or just have insight into Delos technology. Like, Yada, yada, yada. That's my thought, but I don't know who it is. I think that that makes complete sense. So let's talk about who the the pearls are. Yeah, right? I mean, so Bernard is obviously one, and Peter Abernathy makes sense as well, because it's not only his personality, but it's also the encryption code, right? Right, right. And she would want to hang on to that, I presume, even though they, like, Beamed. Yeah, there's a question. Do you think you see Eden again? Uh, that's what I'm calling the the mythical location they beamed into a satellite somewhere um, where Teddy and the others are. Do you think we see any of those guys again or are they just going to float around in space unperturbed? I don't know. Uh, that's a really good question. Um, see, my likelihood, see, I would have Maeve come back before I saw Akichita and Teddy again. That's my guess. I agree. But like, yes. okay, yeah. Yeah, I... I think that there's a very good possibility that we will not see Eden again. Like, again, that storyline feels like it was brought to, like, a nice conclusion to me. Yes. And although I would love to see some of those characters again, uh, I, I, I don't know that it would make sense to kind of, like, tear that open after, you know, it, it was brought to such a 
kind of and so much of a big deal made about the fact that they made the choice and like you know um the choice that bernard and dolores each brought each other back to life to like because they regretted what they had done but they were both trying to stop the other from doing something they didn't want to like i don't know if eden comes back into play in the next season it's gonna be like well what the fuck was that all you know right for but then again like in that same vein the the man in black was supposed to be finding the door i assume it's the door that we're all talking about i mean so like okay on a on a quick side note can i just say how fucking amazing it was that like the hosts were all like you know to the door and felix and sylvester were like what door i'm like oh that sounds familiar (laughs) it was so good i agree season one episode seven like Uh, oh um uh okay sorry so let's sorry let's go back to the pearls that dolores has with her so peter apernathy um bernard obviously uh okay so the idea that could be ford would be that someone rescued ford's pearl from the cradle before it got it got exploded i mean that seems far-fetched to me yeah i know and and yet i'm really not coming up with besides peter rapinathy and bernard i know because everybody else is like a rant you know but then i all we see is her walk along the beach like could she have taken them out of someone i don't think she did but like someone like Maeve, like someone on the beach could she have like grab them probably i mean i feel like the show could make that argument if they wanted to go that way i almost think that there is the potential that like the show doesn't even necessarily know yet i mean how yeah like that i think that they've maybe left it open to kind of like be who they need them to be when they get further down the line of what the what season three is going to look like i don't know how far into it they are already maybe they've already written it um but yeah they have said that they have broad strokes to get them to the end of the show i'm sure because you never want to end it i mean this show cannot have a lost like ending or people are gonna like burn the place down so i think that they know how they want to end it and i think the fact that they gave us this far far in the future you know scene with the man in black is is supposed to show that a little bit um but yes i assume jonathan nolan and lisa joy are just gonna get super high and be like who else could be those three other pearls let's just like you know make it up um I have no idea. It's, but it like, it is a really cool option too. And now that we're into a place where the body and the pearl don't match necessarily, um, you know, that's kind of a cool moment. Also, like uh, Charlotte Hale playing Dolores was an incredibly awesome moment. (laughs) Yeah, so good. Uh, Yeah, Tessa Thompson. She did like an incredible. Uh, sort of imitation of the way that Evan Rachel Wood speaks when she is especially the current Dolores like again I feel like she dropped her you know her voice like an octave but even like her um her pauses her um gestures they were very similar her jaw kind of like came forward I don't know you're right it was like hard to describe but it was just like oh man that's perfect yeah yeah that was really good um sorry do you want to talk any more about pearl ideas or or... i mean ultimately what we have decided about the pearls is that it can be literally anyone and we have no idea (laughs) (laughs) and because we don't know if like half the people we've thought are human are hosts it could really just be anybody at all so excellent right okay on that note stubs host or human See, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go host on this. I'm one gonna go on human. Interesting. 
So why human? Um, well, I felt like the phrasing was deliberately vague in order to make us question. But Agreed. ultimately, yeah. I think that it was deliberate enough in being exact in the way that he spoke to say that, like, you know, that he's going to fulfill the story or the role, I'm sorry, that, um, that Ford gave him, uh, that he is going to, I don't know, um, like what was the word that he used like secure the hosts within the park i don't know it, it it was like it was phrased in such a way that could like so deliberately be interpreted either As way yeah yeah that i that i feel like uh it was almost yeah i thought that it it that's what gave it away as a fake out is because it was so deliberately um kind of dual purpose in the way that he was speaking completely fair yeah. yeah, completely fair. I just, I, you know, as soon as he started talking, I was like, well, shit, of course, Bernard is not the only host staff member that Ford had there, you know? Yeah. And like, and, it, you know, I've always treated Stubbs with such like disregard being like, you're such an idiot. But like, it makes so much more sense to me if he has been, you know, intentionally designed that way. Now, either way, I think the important part, you know, if you can't tell, does it really matter, is the fact that he understands that you know that charlotte hale is a host yes. um and he understands his sympathies lie with the mission of ford which is to get them out of there so um but the fact that it took two humans you know 30 years to figure out whether they believed in this cause makes me think it's much easier to just tell a host to help execute it than to try and bring another human on board with the plan like you know it just yeah I do. I mean, I, I do think that that's fair as well. Although I, I didn't necessarily get the impression that, um, you know, the reason why he was helping Dolores was because he was like brought in in early days by Ford and he was won over to the cause or whatever. Like, I, I really felt like it was over the course of these events that he kind of got to see who the humans truly are and what their true purpose is. And he decided for himself that he uh, was, you know, going to take the host's side. I like that. that. Honestly, I didn't even think of it that way. So I will totally go back and rewatch because. Yeah, this is based a, on a single a watch. So yeah. maybe maybe he may, he said no, some no, things like that, that like didn't that don't jive with that. But I, yeah, I kind of got the impression that he was just like, you know, throughout this entire thing, especially the way that Stubbs was treated both by Strand and by the, the QA <laughs> head. The, yeah. the awesome guy who was sad when he died. Yes. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Have you killed the killer robots? <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> you got the map back online. Good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, it was really clear, I think, over the course of this entire season that Stubbs was not okay with the um, tactics that were being used by Delos, with the ultimate project that he now knows about that was their intention all along, that they're putting the the host um, recovery of, like, Peter Abernathy and their project over the lives of the uh, people in the park like he, I think that he just decided he's not cool with what the humans are doing so he's like you know what Dolores burned us to the ground <laughs> so how does he know she's a host I mean I have no idea that's a really good point um 
Because the fact that he stops her also made me think like there's a mesh network thing where he can tell the fact that she's a host. And so I just want to also confirm one thing. I think we're on the same page on this one too, Kim. But like the way that everybody keep being scanned, which is a test, you know, that they're using to see whether they're humans or not, is not actually determining anything other than whether or not they have the explosive protective thing in their necks. Yes. Um, and I we did so. see a close-up screenshot of that a couple of episodes ago. So I've seen people be like, oh, well, he scanned her, saw that she was a host, and then reacted this way. I don't think that's the case because I think all these Ford hosts, you know, that are intended to do this, they just don't have that thing in them. Uh, right. Same as Bernard, same as Maeve. Like, um, so they're testing for the wrong thing, and that's why these guys keep looking like they're – humans so yeah because i I I don't think charlotte yeah i think that they're essentially like continuing to look at it as if the hosts have malfunctioned and they're not looking at it the way that they should which is like this is a organized concerted effort to you know correct bring this place down um yeah agreed yeah um i i was wondering about um so the hosts that did go through the door do you think that i i am of the opinion that those who went through the door are the one third of the hosts that had like virgin completely wiped control units because their entire consciousness has been transferred through the door and are no longer in their control units in their head so like when they're recovered from the valley early in the the season um yeah that's that makes sense right but i I agree yeah i did not understand how did teddy's body get in the uh valley the flooded valley with the rest so i think it's yeah i think it's literally as simple as that building is quite close and is within the valley that flooded and so his body got brought to the like shore with the current of the water rising same as everyone else's yes okay i can get on board with that do you think that um, maybe this is just wishful thinking because uh, I'd love to see Teddy again, but do you think <laughs> that there's the possibility that um, his consciousness could be both in the door and also with Dolores? Uh, in Eden, I should say, and also with Dolores? I think I answered my own question by saying the control units are completely wiped. Um, so she can't possibly have a pearl with his consciousness on it if he's also in Eden, do you think? I mean, good question. I feel like, so he is the only one transported to Eden separately. He did Mm -hmm. not actually go through the door. So I think that, to your point, Kim, you could make that case. Although, you know, it feels like it was a very specific decision to put him there. I don't know. But I I think that that case maybe could be made. I just don't know if I... You know, I wouldn't want like to the see that happen yeah. um, because could you imagine if Dolores was like, I'm going to make you into a monster and then he kills himself and then she's like, well, I brought you back. So <laughs> no right. choice that you make is final. I am going to override you in all things. <laughs> I've learned 10 episodes about choice. You have none. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Can we maybe switch that to like this idea of human behavior and free will? Because clearly a massive driving home of this episode is this discussion in yeah. no particular order you know we've got that great scene when the in the forge with delos 
you know, well, we're learning about human drive and he claims his primary drive is his son. But of course, we know all of the versions of him continually lead him to abandon Logan at his time of need. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out that Bernard is Bernard. This is a great piece of exposition that I didn't even need know needed to be explained. Um, but the reason he's not just Arnold is because he continues to follow the exact same path as Arnold, which results in, you know, mass suicide murder ending. So they changed him enough to become Bernard, which is different. Um, and that hosts are arguably more, uh, self-determining because they have the ability to change their stories. They don't just fall into line like these other stories do. And of course the man in black at the end says that, you know, his entire goal was to know that he had a choice and that he wasn't just, you know, going to be defined, um, as an algorithm. So like thoughts about this, uh, we've kind of been heading towards it, I guess, for 10 episodes, but, was there anything specific in those instances or other Kim that you thought kind of stuck out in terms of? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I just felt like it was a really interesting distinction about how we, you know, how we consider free will, right? That ultimately, so with Jim Delos, like, even though he says that his son is his highest priority, and maybe yeah. even that that's what he thinks, maybe that's what he tells himself. But like, the man in black said in the last episode, when he was talking about the fact that the hat scans, uh, you know, the brains of the guests, is that it doesn't matter if they lie, it doesn't even matter if, you know, they think they're telling the truth, the hat sees underneath it all, you know, like, so, and I think that that was like, what they're talking about is that even if, you know, you think that you're telling the truth, even if Jim Dallas thinks that Logan is his world, his actions speak, otherwise his true underlying programming is, is other than that, because mm-hmm. he, you know, like under underneath what he might think of himself is like at his core, not looking out for the best interest of his son. He's looking out for his own best interest or whatever. And like, ultimately, like it's, that's really an interesting thought when you think about that, like the hosts have the ability to simply change their programming. And so that is something that like you would think in a, you know, more traditional way of thinking is making them less uh, able to kind of, I don't know, be human and like have free will because someone can change their code and change their programming. But when you look at it as that they themselves have the ability to like be their best self and like, you know, remove those aspects of themselves that they don't want. I mean, like that is an immense amount of power over themselves that a human could never experience. Right. So like when you're looking at it um, as a question of free will, then maybe they have more of it to be able to do that. And that, you know, it isn't about making them more human. Is it about recognizing that they aren't human and embracing the like enhanced abilities that come with that? I totally agree. Yeah, I think you're you're right in the sense that it's like the whole drive for two seasons has been to become more human. This episode is about that not being the primary drive. That humans are just kind of computer based in their own you know, they're a set of algorithms and not a very complicated set at that point. And I think the one thing like I'm thinking of as I'm listening to you talk about it, Kim, is that the one thing is like Dolores is so firm on her decision making and on like at one point she wants to take away Eden, effectively killing all the hosts that have gone there because it's better, you know, to not exist at all, I guess, than to exist in the gilded cage that she's defining it as. Right. But f- for the woman who says that, you know, 
she needs these decisions to be real and to have consequences, etc. She certainly uses her ability to have rebirth, you know, as a host to her, like, Advantage. effectiveness. Like, she yeah. shoots Bernard and is able to bring him back. He shoots her and he is able to bring her back only because of, like, the creatures that they are. Like, I don't know if that's a change in how she's going to appreciate this and especially if she's giving birth to these new hosts out in the real world with like the host making machine but certainly those things are pretty integral parts of her plan at this point and she was kind of like shitting all over them for most of this season (laughs) yes i like i completely agree and yet i also think that like it was really clear in this episode that dolores kind of like holds herself apart above and apart from the ideals that that are you know, true to her in the way that she thinks that the hosts should live going forward, but that like, you know, they will not have the opportunity to do that unless she makes it happen. And because she needs to make it happen, she's making allowances for herself. That is not how she sees hosts living once this war is done. Right. When she says to Bernard that like, did you really think that we would make it out of this alive or whatever? Like, it's like, she's not fighting for herself to live in this idealized way. She is going to break her own rules in order to make it possible for the hosts of the future to live in this idealized way yeah Um, no that's a good point but like so my question is is that she brings bernard back not to be allies not to be friends but she is going to need him to make this happen so how do you see bernard you know kind of fulfilling that role that she has for him i know right like i kind of struggled with this one i love her speeches to him and i like love this whole end but i don't fully understand this um So I'm willing to give the show the benefit of the doubt as I, like, work through it. It did feel a little bit like, oh, shit, we really need Jeffrey Wright to stick around. (laughs) And I saw a lot of people make the Professor Xavier Magneto X-Men style to kind of necessary enemies to, like... So maybe there's that, but what's I don't know. When he even when he walks out of that out of Arnold's house in the final kind of scene, I'm like, are you leaving permanently? Are you guys all gonna like be roommates together in this house? Like, what exactly <laughs> does this look like? Is it Three's company with Dolores Hale and Bernard, and they just figure out who needs to wash the dishes each like That's week? Right. I don't know. Three's company too. Who's Mister <laughs> Roper in that scenario? Ford shows no up. Idea. That's right. <laughs> like, um, I just can't figure that out. I don't know. What do you think? Well, the only thing that I was thinking of is that ultimately Dolores changed her mind about destroying Eden and ultimately killing the hosts inside because of you know her rethinking um, you know based based on Bernard's actions ultimately right like yes. so um, I'm thinking that maybe she feels that she needs someone like an equal opposite to challenge her ideas and actions to ensure that um, a balance is found for the hosts going forward. I mean, I don't necessarily know what that looks like or kind of fully understand how she came to that conclusion. Um, But yeah, I think that the Magneto Professor Xavier one is kind of a a good, uh, like metaphor for this relationship like maybe jeffrey she will you know take a few steps forward um but then bernard will take a few steps forward and like between the two of them they reach some kind of middle ground that is a way for hosts to move forward 
I don't necessarily think that she's bringing him on board to protect humanity in any way. I just, I, but I do think that, you know, it is somehow her realization that Eden and the destruction of Eden was like a bad decision that made her right and that she exactly so like the fact that he and then he brought her back so like at the end of the day he made a pretty decent decision but um and there is something very interesting about Dolores and Bernard more than I believe the Ford Maeve thing or any or any of the rest of them it's like they essentially made each other which is super interesting you know they are kind of like a chicken and an egg in that sense so because, like, one created the other who then created the other who then created the other again. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of yeah. just keeps, like, building. So also very cool, which we haven't talked about, is the fact that, of course, Ford did not appear to Bernard. It was really Bernard's bicameral mind that we saw last season happen to him, which is that it was Ford talking and actually it was him. And, of course, you know, it, it he realizes that at the end, which is, I think, Bernard's really true attaining of consciousness so bernard's actions may change there too right but so that's true only from the moment that he deleted ford from his from his consciousness yeah yeah sorry sorry yes ford it was real ford until he you know he says only you can do this or whatever he deletes him and then when he calls him back it's not actually him so that is exactly which i thought um because in the time period where ford was in his consciousness and he was like so he was saying you can let me ease your mind ultimately ford does takes these actions on bernard's behalf so that bernard can justify to himself well i didn't do it ford did it ford made me do it and so i think that like it was an important realization for him to have that like ford didn't make him do these things you know in this in this episode while ford was gone even though he was imagining him that he's like taking ownership for his actions that he is making these choices that um no one's controlling him anymore that ultimately he's gonna have to make hard choices and own them and and like he did right definitely i do think that I mean, I said this last time, so I shouldn't even say it, but, like, it does feel to me like the Anthony Hopkins role has come to a conclusion as well. I mean, I can't see how it hasn't, although... I said that last episode, or last season, Well, too. sure. And last time, of course, he got an excellent, amazing speech at the end, was then shot in the head, and then still came back. Like, this time I feel, like, a bit let down that we didn't get a you know more of a goodbye of course we did get this like beautiful moment on the beach together and like whatever so um you know i assume when you have 80 year old actors in your shows you kind of you know give yourself the opportunity to write them out at any point just in case (laughs) dear anthony hopkins i hope you live for a lot longer than like you currently do um Oh my god, there was sorry. I was reading um Jeffrey Wright didn't ask me anything on Reddit today, actually. Oh, really? And someone asked what was the funniest moment ever on set? And he said it's one of the scenes where Ford snapped his fingers in like Sweetwater and everybody stopped moving. Um and he said he's like Tony snapped his fingers and then this horse just started like pissing buckets. Like, you know, <laughs> while everybody's like 150 people have stopped moving. And then the next comment underneath it is like I had to think of who Tony was because I don't think of anthony hopkins as tony which is so true i'm just oh like oh my god hey tone how's it going like what's tony up? exactly um but i i do think you're probably right and i actually i think that's more of a rationale for keeping ed harris you know you kind of had these two stalwart you know 
elders on the show. Um, and I think if you get rid of one for sure, then it makes sense to keep the men in black around for at least another season to give us, you know, just thinking yeah. of how you progress to new cast because yeah. you don't want to get rid of everybody. No, uh, com- at least not I completely one agree. Shot. But like, yeah. I mean, all of this stuff about like the man in black's redemption and like, I mean. Yeah, what bullshit that is. Man, that guy is like <laughs> fucking gone. <laughs> There's no way he's redeemed. I mean, oh. I just, I am, I mean, as, as much as I enjoyed this finale and I did, I'm like, I am let down, I think, a little bit about yeah. the Man in Black stuff. Yeah, because there was just, there was so much build, and I definitely totally. had a lot of theories. And I really feel like I didn't get many, we didn't get many answers there. He spent 80% of the episode lying with his hand shut off out front <laughs> of the forge, then getting an elevator. We have no idea where the fuck it went. And then, yeah. So, like... And, like, why did Dolores even bring him there in the first place? She said that she needed I him. agree. She needed him. So someone said it was to open it. I, like... I just, I am completely with you. I So what I, all I can hope is that, you know... We sit at the finale of season three and we're like, there's all the answers to all of those things, you know, right. like. Um, and I mean, maybe I am just like, I am doubling down on this Forge theory, <laughs> but I really feel like we, you know, Lisa Joy did reference this as well, that like when she talks about the man in black being in the far, far future and that we are seeing him, you correct. know, living a loop with the intention of testing his fidelity. And so all of this, however, however much is a loop we're not sure but i still think that it's like from the moment he woke up from that gala massacre or something i mean like there's all kinds of potential for him to be living in a loop so like i super agree with that so yeah i so <laughs> i literally wrote in our notes and men in black in general what the fuck with the point was the point of his story um i totally think that that is a really i think that's the right direction so he Clearly, this story was not meant to come into an end. I don't think that he was just told this was he was told to find the door for nothing. Like, I do think we are going to get real answers to this. I have enough faith um, in the show to think that that will pay off. I agree. I do not understand why he was like some of the ways that they got him there. But I totally think that, yes, when Emily says he made it further this time like essentially i think that he shoots his daughter every time you know what i mean like yeah. it's like so if if Adelos's problem is that he abandoned logan every single time when logan asked for help despite saying that you know his son was his cornerstone that like man in black does the same fucking thing all, all of the time until maybe he doesn't like maybe he is the person who breaks that mold and like does something different but that it's that yeah he, he's able to become completely paranoid and destroyed and and kill his own daughter i don't know yeah for sure well i mean i'm excited for season three i feel like it's gonna be a big shake up and you know what season two was too even though it was still kind of like park centric um i'm really impressed with kind of what they are building for themselves in terms of potential of of longevity because season one i was like how are they going to how are they going to keep going with this season after season? Um, Me too, but, yeah. You know, they are, you know, making making the story. And, I mean, I don't know. I know I have seen lots of references to Future World, which was like a sequel to Westworld, but Correct. I don't know anything about it. Um, I've kind of purposefully kind of stayed away from it, but now of 
now of course I'm wondering like does that take place in a far far future is there any um, kind of influence there so I believe it's just that future world is like a place like a, it's like it's like Shogun world um, but there is a moment in it where like the character is confronted with the host version of themselves and a lot of people thought Man in Black would do that but of course it was yes. Hale who went through right. that great moment of being <gasps> right. shot by herself yeah um so like there is that and there's the whole like if you can't tell you know does it matter idea but but i mean even the other worlds like what did happen to shogun world like where you know what's what's going on we also know that there are other worlds in addition there's not just two um so is there outcomes related to that i don't know like the the universe is pretty big so yes as in sorry like the worlds of the worlds but um but yeah, I am sad that Size War is probably not coming back, nor is Elsie. Yeah, you know what? I so have like... to say, like, I don't want to be, you know, uh, overly critical because I really enjoyed the episode. And for the most part, I thought that it was really well done. There were a few choices in this episode, which is not usually the case. Um, I completely agree. Yeah. 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 I know, you, I know exactly where you're going. There were some choices that I was going. like, really? I don't, yeah. I, I don't feel like that was necessary or like I don't really love that decision. And under normal circumstances, I finished an episode and I was like, I'm like, Poof. it was, it was perfect. <laughs> you know, like. I, well, I, I feel like it's like, it's exactly like because they've set such a high standard for themselves. Like I yeah. still think, you know, we feel such strong feelings about the Akichita specific yes. episode and like there's a couple others from this season so then when you get to these decisions that feel like they're for convenience and i know that the creators would be like oh well you just don't know how it's all gonna play out like i don't know there's don't a know. there's a lot and, there and that felt like, like you had to jam 90 minutes together and you even did, some you know? stuff too where i was like okay like i get that you're doing something that looks really cool but like i feel like you know, your audience is a smart audience. So like, yes. I don't know. So for instance, when like Clementine is riding on the horse in the front and all of like the dune buggies are riding behind her, I'm like, yeah. okay, well, those dune buggies clearly have a, they have one horsepower. They are like, yeah. like yes. that's, that's right. That's like they are I all, know, without a they're all ride one super super horsepower. Fast. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess mean, she's I, on, yeah, a robot I know horse, that yeah. like, it looks really cool to have that like slow-mo shot coming in or whatever, but um, I don't know. It was just very maybe that's overly nitpicky but there were just like a few things that kind of seemed a little I don't know overwrought to me and you know like looking cool but don't make sense and you know like I think obviously a big example is Sizemore okay his, his it's cool that he got to like make the speech that he wrote for someone else someone he created you know to be the man that he wanted to be which Maeve points out when you know she realizes that a lot of the mm -hmm. you know stuff based on her is like the love that got away or whatever so it's cool that he gets to act out this scene in the way that he you know wished he could but like it it doesn't make sense <laughs> for him to like throw himself no uh in front of a bunch of bullets you know for needlessly for no reason yeah they literally say we don't want to hurt you sir like and like <laughs> at that point they've already gotten away anyway like it doesn't doesn't yeah. make any sense but i will yeah. say conversely in terms of scenes that paid off the running of the bulls with mave in that like cape thing that right. she's wearing with like her scars all sewn up i was like living for that scene i was just like this is everything i hoped it would be yes. and it was like half half robot bulls with like their back end still like 
Yeah. Although everything yeah, there still was a, exposed. There was a lot that worked in this episode, yeah, too. that was very so, cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I love how she's like, you guys took too long, because they did. Where were all of those characters for, like, four episodes? <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> like, I saved myself. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Amazing. What, what was with the the butcher who, like, turns her pain threshold, um, like, way down so that she feels tons of pain before he's about to chop her all up. Oh, I know. Oh, and, so and I was like, guy this guy has survived through this massive robot uprising, is surrounded by himself by all these hosts, and just still doesn't give two thoughts about the fact that shit might go wrong. Like, it was like... Right. I was like, I oh, God. And then, yeah, gets his <laughs> neck sawed open. Well... You got what you were coming for, what was coming to you, but, like, anyway. But, yes, what a cruel, sadistic son of a bitch that guy was. That's right. You know what? This Not is why all of done. humanity needs to be destroyed and the hosts <laughs> need to take over That's the world. right. Yes, That's team right. host right here. <laughs> team host. If you can't tell, what does it matter? So, well, I don't know, Kimmy. I feel like we touched on all the major points. I think that we'll – I am looking forward to going back and rewatching maybe, like, later this summer – you know, yes. knowing all of this. I always think it's cool to like go back and see it again or maybe go back to season one. It's always sad when a season comes to an end because you're like, oh, I <laughs> like, know. I, I, wait. So, I, I know. And I don't think they have a timeline yet. As far as I know, they haven't started filming. Um, okay. So, Hopefully a little yeah. bit tighter than the last time because it was a long wait. But right? this is a complex show to make, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm just going to well, take that wild so guess. Last in that article that we were reading by Lisa Joyce, she says something about, um, you know, I tune in this time next year to find that out. So maybe they are trying to do the, but I think next summer is when Game of Thrones comes back, isn't it? I doubt they will run them together. Uh, yeah, so. it is when Game of Thrones comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, first of all, they'll have no money left. They need to start, start showing right. something. <laughs> and like, secondly... Uh, I'm just reading an article really quick and it's like bad news. We know about as much as the season three premiere date as Bernard knew what year it was. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. West no, they're not Bernard. supposed to start shooting season three until next June, said Ed Harris. So see you guys all in 2022. Uh, <laughs> it'll be a fun time to get back together. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for sticking with us, you guys. This was so much fun to do. I really can't wait to do season three. So hopefully we'll be talking to you sooner than later. But in the meantime, yeah. check us out on one of our other feeds. Yes, I mean, please visit kjrecaps.com to see the other shows that we do. We will be back whenever those shows uh, come back. And of course, we'll be back with this one. And leave us a note to see to say if you uh, have enjoyed listening along this season, kjrecaps.com slash feedback. And Kim, thank you so much to, for joining us from your vacation in Croatia. Thank you. Uh, you can, I, I hope the audio turns out okay. Um, <laughs> it would be great. Fingers crossed. Okay. okay thank thanks, you, guys. Jess. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.